Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now the following is a fourth hand production Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? Yeah? Are you ready? Oh, yeah. And, uh, we are matched up in tonight's beers, boy. Yep. For good reason. We thought it's a special occasion. <laughs> yep. There's a lot going on in the world at large. And, uh, I have a, uh, sort of a personal story, too. Oh, boy. It's kind of indirect, but it affected somebody. Not not, not the disease, but oh. in a different way. Anyway, what are we drinking tonight? Well, we're drinking Corona. <laughs> oh, no. I put lime in mine. I didn't put any lime in mine. I didn't have any, and I didn't feel like getting any. It's good like that. Yeah, it's good with lime. It's fine without lime. Yeah, totally. Yeah, with or without lime. It's super light. I think it's so light they don't even bother putting the alcohol content on the bottle. I had to look it up before. <laughs> what is yeah. it? I think it's like 4.3 or 4.4. It's it's real low. It might uh, even be as high as 4.7, but it's not. It's it's like just under a normal beer. I think a normal beer, like a, I don't know, a Miller Lite. I think a Miller Lite is like 4.8 or something. It's a juice for Russian babies. What is Corona. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because it's so light. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get this it. It's juice. <laughs> it's like it's Mexican, dude. <laughs> Did you see? I think my wife told me originally, but there was a poll that said there's a a number of Americans who believe you could get coronavirus from drinking Corona. Did you? Did we say this on one of the shows? I don't think we did, because I didn't think I would remember something that stupid. <laughs> well, I looked up that whole story. I figured we could roll into it from our beer, because it's ridiculous. And it was reported, and the claims were spread by CNN. No way. Yeah, totally, man. Do you think, is that why Corona stock went down? Yes. No. Because they did it first. Because it was some some jacker poll someplace. They they twisted the numbers for this marketing poll, and they said the purported confusion with the coronavirus. Although Corona has seen a loss of $170 million amid the 2019-20 coronavirus outbreak, they have ascribed this to a reduction in the numbers of people in China going out 
and not to confuse and not confusion between the beer and the virus. A CNN report said that 38% of Americans say they refuse to drink the beer because of the coronavirus. It was, a, it was a misleading interpretation of survey results by 5W Public Relations. If anything, I would think their sales would go up from this. Like, how fun would it be to walk into the party and be like, I got corona. That's exactly what they said in the article that nobody's going to do. Yeah. <laughs> my my kids, my daughter was telling me that one of her classmates might have corona because his family went to Mexico. And I, was, I said, hold up, what? <laughs> and she was like, yeah. I said, it didn't come from Mexico. Like, what are you talking about? And I guess she they equate equate me <clears throat> drinking Corona when we go to the Mexican restaurant. Uh-huh. And they must have, I don't know. Just confabulated Corona with coronavirus. And, oh, yeah. my God, my dad's a nutcase. He's trying to get it. <laughs> Unbelievable. And then when they, when they released this article, <laughs> this author, Benjamin Dreyer, or Dreyer, said 38% of Americans shouldn't be allowed to roam free. <laughs> if I it, agree. If, if those people said that. No, in in reality, there's only been 12 confirmed cases of COVID-19 in all of Mexico, and four of them have recovered. Really? Yeah. I didn't know how many Mexico had. There's a thing on the CDC site where... U.S. at a glance, total cases 1,215, total deaths 36. What? Yep. Jurisdictions re- reporting cases 43, 42 states and D.C. Yeah. What the hell? When was that? This, they're, uh, today, they're constantly updating this on cdc.gov slash coronavirus slash 2019 dash ncov, but you could just get to it. If you just go to CDC and look up coronavirus or look up coronavirus or COVID-19 CDC, you'll get to it. 125 of those cases are travel-related, 102 are close contact, and 988 cases are under investigation. See, I have in my notes that as of today, when the, the article was posted, the virus is in at least 114 countries and has killed more than 4,600 people worldwide. Sounds right. That is from, what is it, aljazeera.com? Oh, those guys. Yeah, I don't know about them. The map of the United States on the CDC site shows uh, the reported cases. So currently, as of this recording, there's no cases in Alaska, Idaho, is that Wyoming? I think it's Wyoming, and North Dakota, uh, West Virginia, Alabama, and Arkansas. Really? No cases. There. Hmm. New York's a mess. Yeah. Washington State's a mess. California is pretty bad. Yeah, we just found out we got somebody pretty close to us. Not personally, but at University of Delaware, one of the professors has it. And then I think they said at least three of his students might possibly have it. Not to mention however many people they came in contact with. Man, oh man. And if... He has it, and then three of his students have it. I would imagine the majority of his students are going to get it. What's it called? The R not uh, ratio. You know what I'm talking about? Did you catch that? R zero. How fast? 
a person who is contagious, what kind of how how fast it spreads to other people. Oh, I think we talked about this before. M- maybe like it's uh, I think it's one point seven to three and a half or something. So one person could spread it to up to three people, something like that. It's a weird ratio. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. So one person enters a room and three people get infected. Three other people, three new people. Yeah. Well, I guess we should let them know like where it started. Well, not where it started, but when we first became aware of it or something. Because I, I have December 31st, 2019 is when chi- China alerted the World Health Organization, also known as WHO, WHO. To mm-hmm. several cases of an unusual pneumonia in Wuhan. That's that's when they said it. That's when they alerted the World Health Organization. Uh, okay. To several cases of an unusual pneumonia. So they didn't know what it was. It was already developed into pneumonia at that point. Well, I guess I mean the symptoms are sort of similar to pneumonia: shortness of breath, coughing, you know, stuff like that. That's kind of pneumonia related so they see these people with it and they're like this has got to be pneumonia it's kind of weird though it's a little unusual well didn't some of some of the stuff look like SARS yeah um actually on January 5th 2020 is when the Chinese officials ruled out the possibility that it was SARS oh so that's when they finally said oh this is this is something else yeah got something else going on yeah the 31st uh December 31st is when they told them we got this weird pneumonia thing, and then well, five days later, they're like, "Now this is not SARS either. This is something." And then two days later, they identified the virus as 2019-NCOV, and uh, was identified as belonging to the coronavirus family, which includes SARS and the common cold. Right, but coronavirus is not. I mean that's just a general blanket term for for flu kind of it's it's a version of the flu like you can say cancer but then there's a hundred different flavors of cancer exactly so while it is coronavirus it's like saying uh, all thumbs are fingers but not all fingers are thumbs you know what I mean it's kind of <laughs> like that because yeah. I mean it's while it is coronavirus right it is its own variation within it's like a coronavirus is the blanket and then the COVID-19 is its own little part yeah it's freaking scary the one thing I saw said it was uh they named it COVID-19 but there was also a name SARS-CoV-2 so it was it's a sequel to SARS yay (laughs) (laughs) SARS wasn't cool enough let's try it again see this this one's good. SARS was good, but it's not as good. Or uh, this one's good, but it's not as good as the original. I mean, this one's got more punch. It's got some more explosions. Got a little more flair. See, the, the studio tried to cre- recreate the fun parts, but so far the plot is too fast, and there's too many people dying from COVID nineteen. Now, what we got to do? Wait until they finish the trilogy. The third one is really going to level the competition. Then. Whoa! What are we gonna <laughs> get then? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. The Black Death coming back? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Nobody's going to trust vaccines after this. They're going to make this a mandatory vaccine. I guarantee it. By the end of the year? 
The way this stuff, this the way it spreads is crazy. Yeah, almost too crazy? Yeah, because there's been cases that people don't show any kind of symptoms, and then all of a sudden, five people around them are infected. Yeah. There was one case that I heard on a podcast, or I read about it, or something. But a lady was, somehow she got infected, and then she went home. I believe this was in an Asian country over there. Japan, possibly. Then she went home. And suddenly her family, I think five other people, started getting symptoms of it. So everybody went to the doctor. And every one of them tested positive for COVID-19, including the one who was not showing any kind of symptoms at all. Hmm. So we're all a little typhoid Mary. Do you think that person was the last person to get infected? That's why they weren't showing symptoms yet? Or do you think the other people... No, she... She brought it into the family. Like, nobody else was sick. She was some somewhere else, and she picked it up, and she brought it in. And I still gotcha. no shown, even after 30 days, she was still positive for COVID-19, but she was still not showing any kind of symptoms. 30 days? That's what, the, that's what they said. But it's supposed to be out of your system in, like, 14 days. That's 14 days is a quarantine. Hmm. On this website, statnews.com, we're going to have all kinds of links for all kinds of stuff yeah for people to check this out um researchers monitored the viral shedding of nine people infected with the virus in addition to tests looking for fragments of the virus's rna they also tried to grow viruses from sputum sputum the uh where they do the swab in your nose or in the back of your mouth or in your cheek uh blood urine and stool samples taken from the patients the latter type of testing Trying to grow viruses is critical in the quest to determine how people infect one another and how long an infected person poses a risk to others. And with that testing, importantly, the scientists could not grow viruses from throat swabs or sputum specimens after day sputum, 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 whatever it is. Uh, They could not grow viruses from throat swabs or sputum specimens after day eight of illness from people who had mild infections. So eight days after day eight, they couldn't grow it in throat swabs. Based on the present findings, early discharge with ensuing home isolation could be chosen for patients who are beyond day 10 of symptoms with, with less than 100,000 viral RNA copies per milliliter of sputum. Uh, there is little residual risk of infectivity based on cell culture. So that's why they're saying 14 days. You know, you're probably going to be okay after day eight or ten but a few more days in isolation yeah it should be out of your system okay i guess that's why they're they're like shutting schools down for like two weeks yeah but if you get infected while you're not at school yeah what do you do you just stay in your house for two weeks (laughs) well that's what my wife said yeah i'll i'll stay isolated i'll watch netflix for 14 days (laughs) Make sure you have enough toilet paper. Oh, my God. The toilet paper thing. People are going nuts. My wife and I were talking about it. And I was like, I said, why are people freaking out and buying Lysol? I get. Hand sanitizer? I get. Toilet yeah. paper? It doesn't give you the shits. It really doesn't. I mean, I, get, I guess because they're thinking, oh, I'm going to be in the house for two weeks. Or are they afraid that shipments will just stop? I, I don't know. Because people don't even do that when... When there's a snowpocalypse coming. 
Not like this. I haven't seen it like this in this area ever, I don't think. Like when there's snow coming, milk and bread disappears off the shelves. Gone. But mm-hmm. I don't ever see toilet paper completely disappear. I was at the store last night and, well, we just, we needed some because we needed some. Yeah. And we usually get the the big mega pack. Mm-hmm. Those, those were not on the shelf. Oh, no. You had to get a little four packs now. <laughs> yeah. Singles. Yeah, I went to the grocery store today and then I went to the toilet paper aisle. Not to get toilet paper, but to get, so the way our grocery store is set up, there's like toilet paper, paper towels. Then you get like paper cups, paper plates, stuff like that. Yeah. We like to have paper plates on hand. You yeah. never know when you just want a sandwich and you're like, I'm not going to dirty a plate for this. Right. So I went to grab some paper plates and saw there was like no toilet paper. And I was like, shit, let me grab a couple packs. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but all they had, we, we get the the big rolls, the big packs too. All they had was a little four packs of it. Right. So I grabbed two four packs. What I don't understand is when... When there's all that snow coming, you grab the milk and bread, but then if you're still going to be isolated in your house, like, you don't want to go out in the cold, for one, and you, you, maybe you can't even drive anywhere, how come nobody grabs the TP? Like, you just go scrape your booty in the snow, or what? I don't know. Use a towel? <laughs> <laughs> it it just melts away in the snow. It's fine. <laughs> Frosty the Pooh Man. <laughs> yeah, that guy. I got here on January 11th is when China announced the first death. Oh, man. It was a six-year-old male who brought who bought goods from that seafood market where they f- the first symptoms came from. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, so there was that seafood market. So that's when they thought, shit, like, they thought it was coming from something there. But it, I guess the first symptoms originated from people... Who were at that market? It's a it's a wet market, right? And that means they have all these caged animals there. You pick one, and they slaughter it on site for you. I don't know for sure, but I believe it is. Yeah, that's freaking nuts. Like it's not just cows, pigs, and chickens that we are so used to here in the U.S. I mean, we see those at like farm shows or state fairs or whatever, but it's not like you just go up and say. All right, I uh, I'll I'll take Bessie over there, and and then Junior goes over there and just slices her throat, and here you go, Mister. <laughs> Do they even have animals like that there? It's a seafood market. I thought there was a wet market type thing there too. Like, oh, uh, you could be right. Uh, you could get bats, and then they're pretty sure it originated in bats, and then somehow went to civets, which are uh, a feline type creature. And those are also in the market to buy. So you buy this feline thing, and then they kill it there on site, and then you go have your civet burger at home. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe that civet had a little, a little something extra. Could you catch it from ingesting something that had it, though? I don't know. Like, you're not going you're not, you're not to eat the lungs, probably. Right, you get it from whatever that thing sneezed or coughed on or you could get it from whatever they breathed on yeah droplets and then you're like you're rubbing your face or you're rubbing your eye or you're yeah you're like okay well now you've got your civet carcass and you go over there and you and you buy i don't know something that's already cooked in the market a little deep fried rat maybe yeah take a taste 
Yeah, you just grab that with your nasty hand because they're not. Look, maybe I'm wrong, but they don't have the the best cleanliness there in those in those markets. No, I could be wrong. In China, period, dude. <laughs> in all of China. Yeah, I, I don't think they're exactly hygiene first over there. <laughs> Do you want to talk about Doctor Lee's whole adventure, like everything that went down with him? Yeah. He's an ophthalmologist, an eye doctor. So he, he was, what I understand is he was uh, checking out one patient who had glaucoma and he noticed that they were a little sick. Or did they show symptoms? I think they showed symptoms. That's how yeah. he found out. Yeah. They, sh- he, they showed symptoms of kind of pneumonia or, or SARS. He's like, I think there's a case of SARS. So he he notified his fellow colleagues in their in their chat thing or however they notify each other that hey you know take take some extra precaution that I, I think there's something going around and it's it's a little worse than usual but something happened after he told his colleagues and it doesn't make any sense to me what happened are you talking about we talking about they they came the at report? him. Well, he he told his fellow colleagues, and then uh, the oh, powers the that be, yeah, the police came after him and said, "What? What do you? Don't spread this crap around." Yeah, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's a little strange, right? Like, like they so they already knew. Yeah, like don't don't spread these false comments. What are you doing? You're you're gonna disturb the social order. Stop it. What are you doing? Oh, so they're saying he was spreading false. Yeah. Hmm. So four days after he sent that message, he was summoned to the Public Security Bureau where he was told to sign a letter. In the letter, he was accused of making, quote, making false comments that had, quote, severely disturbed the social order. I called him a rumor monger. Yeah. <laughs> Spreading rumors. But he was just trying, as from my point of view, it just seems like he was trying to alert his his fellow man, his his colleagues, that something could be going around. Yeah. But then he uh, started getting sick himself. So he's just, like, trying to be a good guy here. Like, hey, we got this going on. Like, maybe be a little careful. And yeah. then... Oh, you're full of shit. <laughs> just shut up. I can't believe how they they reacted like that. So on January 10th, now, he said that on, on December 30th. He he let people know, and then four days later, they're like, "Shut up! What's the matter with you?" The the glaucoma patient that he saw, yeah, he was a storekeeper at the Huanan Seafood Market. Oh yeah, yeah, he was a shopkeeper there. So he was like ground zero. Yeah, this says what is it? Huanan? Huanan? I don't know. Huanan Seafood Market with a high viral load. So he must have got like the purest form of the virus. Yeah. This is uh it's a numer- numerical expression of the quantity of virus in a given volume. So this guy, he was just loaded up with this coronavirus and he was just showing some symptoms. Yeah. And just dusting his hands off over the fish. Yeah. Just sneezing everywhere. <laughs> Picking his nose. You want this one? <laughs> it's a good one. I marked it for you. 
But then old Dr. Lee, January 10th, he started coughing. Next day, he had a fever. And two days later, he was in the hospital. January 30th, he, he was diagnosed with the coronavirus. And it didn't take very much longer after that that uh, he died. What was the date for that? Uh, February 7th, wasn't it? Officially. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that... There was a little confusion over his death, which leads this into some sort of maybe this is a little conspiratorial. Meh. You sound good to you? Yeah, maybe. Or, like we said earlier, just trying to say ahead. <laughs> so they, <laughs> they wrote the article about his death the day before he died? Yeah, it seems. Yeah, I mean, he, he took a turn for the worse pretty quickly, though. Yeah, he was he was in super bad shape, like everything was stuff was shutting down. Yeah, like he w- became critical on February fifth. Yeah, but then somehow he was already dead, but then he didn't die till the seventh. Well, so what I have here on February sixth, he told his friend on the phone that he was having trouble breathing and his oxygen saturation had dropped to eighty five percent. Then at around nineteen hundred hours. 7 o'clock, this is, says 1900. He was sent to the emergency room, according to China Newsweek. His heartbeat stopped at 2130. So. So 930 at night. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I didn't put that According out there. to. <laughs> so they, they posted that he died. In, in the Chinese social media, they posted that he died. But then that post was deleted. Yeah, so I don't, I mean, is it because he was dead at what I mean, when are you dead? When your heart stops or your brain stops? I don't know. They said his heartbeat stopped then, but then they can. After that, apparently, they put him on that ECMO machine, the ECMO. Later, Wuhan Central Hospital released a statement contradicting reports of his death. In the process of fighting the coronavirus, the eye doctor from our hospital, Li Wenliang, was unfortunately infected. He is now in critical condition, and we are doing our best to rescue him. Um, Extra corporeal membrane oxygenation, ECMO, was reportedly used to keep him alive. Yet the effort was unsuccessful, and the hospital announced that Lee had died at 2.58 a.m. on February 7th, 2020. During the confusion, more than 17 million people were watching the live stream for his status updates. So what this machine does is it it oxygenates the blood for you in case your lungs are shutting down. Yeah. It pulls the blood out of your body, oxygenates it, and puts it back in, which is a wild freaking thing. That probably doesn't feel good at all. Look, I don't know. I mean, if at, if you're at that point, you really give a shit what it feels like? Probably not. Nah. Oh, you saved me, damn it. That's insane. I I do wonder, I, th- I've only learned about this machine here, but I do wonder if anybody has actually survived from that kind of procedure. Like, if your lungs, if your system is is in such dire straits that you have to get an outside machine to oxygenate your blood, are you actually going to recover? Yeah, I don't know. If you do recover, are you going to recover to a normal way of life? At least any sort of normalcy. Right. Like, at what point do you say, pull the fucking plug, Doc? Well, if you can't breathe, then that's not going to happen at all. 
Give me a whiteboard or something, dude. I'll write it down. Anybody got a post-it note? I'll write it in my oxygenated blood. (laughs) Pull plug. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Oh, man. Where do we take this story from here? I don't know. You think we should take a break and then... Well, uh, so as of midday East Coast time yesterday, the 11th, I believe... Uh, the World Health Organization declared it a pandemic. Was it was it today or was it yesterday? I'm, I think it was in the notes you have today. Yeah, but I could I can't be right. <laughs> I think I think it was the eleventh. I think it was yesterday that they declared it a pandemic. Uh, so what does that mean? Like, what does pandemic mean? What does at this point what does it mean that the coronavirus is a pandemic it doesn't mean a lot the idea of calling it a pandemic is to cause enough alarm for people to buckle down with their methods of hygiene and cleanliness it will result in more cancellations of large public events this will help reduce the spread of the disease and thus reduce the burden on health systems i mean that's what getting everybody to be isolated is all about if you keep infecting more and more people then it's just going to put a huge burden on the health system and potentially infect them, and then there's not going to be anybody to even help anybody if you keep infecting the health care providers. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to listen. I'm reading new shit on it. Just It is really strange, man. My state is in a, I don't know, what is it, level one state of emergency. We're like, it? it's it's not like you're, you're allowed to go to work and stuff like that, but they want you to limit um, so like after school stuff canceled, big events canceled. Yeah. Any, anything where there's a grouping of a hundred or more people canceled. Yep. 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 It's getting, it's getting to that point. But I mean, it's the idea of canceling all these major public events is to reduce the number of people that are infected, thus reducing the burden on the healthcare system, which makes sense to me. Most people can recover from it unless your immune system is compromised in some way yeah but why don't we take a break and then we'll talk about the levels of compromised versus good and the recovery among other things okay sounds good to me it'll be conspiracy ridden (laughs) (laughs) all right break that you gonna Drop any stool samples for anybody to check out? Because apparently in the stool samples, it doesn't last as long. What? I'm not checking anybody's stool. <laughs> Chairs? Stools? Stepladder? Recliner. A recliner, I might. Hey, all right. <laughs> Little bedpan and a recliner? Yeah, maybe. That's how, you get, that's how you're going to isolate yourself in your quarantine? I don't know if I would want a bedpan, but I'd kick back in a recliner. Yeah, you got to get up every once in a while. I just found out before we started recording, and I knew the plan was to go on the trip. My sister-in-law, in-law, she's my brother-in-law's wife. Okay, however you want to break that down. No, I don't know. Sister-in-law, that's good enough. But anyway, her and her friend had planned months ago to go to Bali this week. And they were like all geared up, ready to go. And I, they left... Yesterday at some point, 
and they arrived in Germany this evening, and there, the officials are like, nah, you're not going any further than this. Sorry. Oh. Turn around, go home. They're at the airport then, huh? In Germany. Wow. With the, but they had to turn around and go home, because uh, old President Trump, he just announced that ban on travel from Europe. Yeah. So no traveling for for them. Turn around, go home. I think it's a 30-day ban, isn't it? Yeah, 30 days. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good isolation. Now, uh, I found this other story that these people didn't get quite as lucky. Oh, that's not good. No. It was uh, right in the beginning of everything that was going on. So this article is from February 19th, sciencemag.org. It is about the uh, Diamond Princess cruise ship. Did you get into that? I'm looking at it now. Scientists decrees completely chaotic conditions on cruise ship Japan quarantined after a viral outbreak. The biggest problem was they found uh, some people that were infected, so they quarantined a ship and just left it docked wherever. They can find everybody on the ship in an effort to limit the entry of the virus into Japan. Wouldn't that work, though? Yeah. Yes. If it dies after 14 days or whatever, even if everybody on the ship has it, after a certain amount of time, it should just be, it should just die, right? The the disease should die. The virus. It should. It should. But somehow the 3,700 passengers on the, the crew just kept going around making their rounds to, for the passengers, doing stuff, you know, bringing food to them or whatever. But yeah. then... Crew member A would go down, you know, whatever wing of the ship or however however it works on ships. So they would serve the people without the coronavirus and the ones that were infected. And they would just, you know, continuously make their rounds. So they would go to the ones that were infected and then move on to the ones that were unaffected. So then that means they were carrying the disease and then they were just moving it on, moving the disease on. I'm like, seriously? Yeah. What the fuck you want? I was going to say, it's like cutting a steak. And then cutting your raw chicken with it. And then going back and cutting your steak up. Cross-contamination, man. Exactly. Let crew member A be the one that's getting sick and serving the ones that are infected. Yeah. That that was the worst thing they could have done. They didn't have... They didn't isolate things into what they would call green zones and red zones. Like, okay, everybody who's definitely infected, go over there. Everybody who is definitely not infected, go over there. If you're infected, jump overboard. <laughs> if you're not infected, my tie's on me. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Body! Yeah. Woo! Everybody jump in the pool. No fecal matter. No. <laughs> there shouldn't be anyway. We don't have enough toilet paper. On the whole ship? I, yeah. I'm wondering if they kept getting, like, shipments in of, like, they just rolled crates up, and then they were like, yo, it's ready, fellas. And then they leave, and then the the infected crew comes down and collects it. <laughs> and everybody's just getting coronavirus through their butts because the infected crew is touching all the toilet paper. <laughs> They're rolling it out. They're unrolling it, rolling it back up for them. You know, check it out. Make sure it's quality. <laughs> That's gross. The crisis began on February 2nd when Japanese authorities learned that a man who left the ship in Hong Kong had later fallen ill and tested positive for the virus that causes COVID-19. 
the government decided to quarantine the whole ship in hopes of limiting Japan's exposure. Governmental investigators started to test passengers with symptoms and their close contacts. Those who tested positive were taken off the ship for isolation and care. The number of infections increased steadily, however, eventually rising to 621 today. That was February 19th, making the outbreak on the Diamond Princess the largest outside of mainland. Wow. So it was it was physically outside, just outside, like in the in the waters outside China. Yeah, I wonder if it was Chinese waters or if, if it was considered or yeah. I don't know. I wonder if it was international water or if it was So whatever they did to quarantine this, it, it failed miserably. It didn't sound like they did anything. <laughs> no. So they weren't wearing the mask and people that were already infected were like, "Fuck it, I'm already infected. What's the matter? I don't need a mask." Yeah. Yes, you do need a mask. I heard the mask doesn't prevent you from getting it. It prevents you from giving it. Because you don't want to, if you sneeze and, you know, whatever droplets that are infected gets on somebody else or gets in somebody else, however, then that's how you're going to get it. Because I guess those masks, think of it like a a two-way mirror, I guess. It allows stuff in, but it won't allow that kind of stuff out. So you can yeah. you can breathe in fresh air. It's not doesn't completely seal you off like a diving apparatus, right? Because then you would need fresh oxygen all the time. And that that's actually that's one thing I had I take issue with. A lot of the uh, conspiracy people were like, "Well, why are they telling us the masks don't work and you know whatever?" And it's like, well, they do sort of, but they don't prevent you from getting it. They just prevent you from giving it. Ah. Uh. Yeah, I mean, that's just one thing I I don't like. I like listening to a lot of the conspiracies about it. But the the part about the masks, it kind of irks me. Because, like, I mean, that's why, like a surgeon, they wear the mask. Not because they don't want to breathe in whatever. I mean, they're cutting you open. Why do they care if they breathe, whatever. There's, it's so they don't breathe out something to infect your wound. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. Exactly. So, right, the, the, when they're telling you the masks aren't going to keep you from getting it, they're probably right. Yeah. It just prevents you from spreading it. And that's the point, to keep you from spreading it. Yeah, but a lot of the conspiracies are like, oh, we should wear the mask so we don't get it. And they're telling us we can still get it with the mask. What is that? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, it does. Do the research on the mask, fool. Come on. Yeah. Like, they think the mask is a, a two-way barrier. No, because then you you couldn't breathe if it was. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I don't know exactly how they work. I don't know how they allow fresh air in and then prevent it from going out. I'm not 100% sure on that, but... I don't understand the whole I, the whole thing either. I was just reading about um, bacteria versus virus. So, invading the host. The, the way the viruses work, for example, the influenza virus has a... Uh, predilection for the respiratory tract. Hepatitis virus targets the liver, polio virus targets the motor neurons of the spinal cord, and rotavirus multiplies in the gut. Symptoms of a viral infection may be subtle and nonspecific or specific and suggestive of the causative agent. Dengue virus, Ross River virus, measles, and rubella infections are associated with fever and a widespread red rash. Chickenpox and herpes simplex viruses are associated with blistering, Often localized rashes and hepatitis viruses cause liver damage and jaundice. 
Bacteria tend to be less tissue-specific and non-discriminatory than viruses and can cause a variety of infections once they have invaded the host. So that's why you get antibiotics for bacteria, Mm -hmm. but the viruses, you just kind of treat the symptoms until the virus runs its course. Right. Coronavirus develops into the disease that is COVID-19, and what that does is it invades your lungs, so then it slowly... If you can get it out of the surface of your lungs, the the upper airways of your lungs, then you're going to be pretty okay. But if you are unable to get it out of there within, I don't know, whatever the period is, I have no idea what that is. But eventually it'll make its way to the lower, there goes a fire alarm. Do you hear it? Barely. Uh, if, if it makes its way to the lower airways of your lungs, then that's when it starts to become bad news because then your body starts fighting it even harder. And if you haven't produced the antibodies while it was in the upper airways of your lungs, then uh, your body goes into like overdrive and tries to fight it off so much that it actually starts hurting your own system and trying to fight the good cells that are in your lungs. So then your bloodstream, that's in the lower parts of your lungs is where your bloodstream becomes oxygenated, as far as I understand. So when that stuff starts getting messed with, then your heart has to work even harder because it's trying to get fresh blood through. But if those parts of your lungs are being damaged even by your own immune system and the virus that's in there so if you have high blood pressure your heart speeds up even more to try to get more oxygen in because it's freaking out and your lungs are messed up then you go into pneumonia and then you just gets harder and harder for you to eat yeah isn't that i mean that's what pneumonia is right it's lower lungs yeah yeah and then like an upper respiratory infection yeah if you can get past that then you're probably okay. But if it goes deep into your lungs, then you're going to have a hard time. Yeah. That's like when a, just a chest cold gets lower and then turns into pneumonia, that's when you have a bad time. Mm-hmm. So I guess this sort of works similar. Yeah, it, it'll it'll work its way in. Yeah. Just like that. And then that's when things start getting more and more complicated. But this thing is so, it spreads so quickly. That's the thing. And then you don't even know you're infected. Yeah, it's almost like, I know we said this earlier, but it's almost like it was designed this way. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. it's almost like it was designed to be like a snake in the grass. You know, it, it creeps around. It gets, it gets people before they even know that they've infected their entire family. You know what I mean? That. Yep. One person gets it. They go to they go to church. They're like, praise Jesus. <laughs> next <laughs> thing you know, next week, everybody's sick. Yeah. It's like, it just seems very advanced to be natural. Oh, we're going there. It seems like it was developed that way. Yeah, it does. Somebody built it to do what it's doing. Almost. I mean, I've heard, I've heard all kinds of crazy theories on it, whether it was produced by us or produced by China, possibly. Produced by Russia. It's so scary that somebody could do something like that. It's very possible. Yeah. And the funny thing is that it's it's very targeted for certain types of things. It's almost like it's targeting the weak. Yeah. And the the 
the ailing, the older people that are ailing and, and the younger people that are have compromised immune systems. It's almost like it's weeding out the undesirable. It's almost like human-enhanced Darwinism. No. You know? It's the evolution. We're, get, we're getting rid of the undesirables this way. Yeah, get rid of the weak, get rid of the old. Then they don't have to pay them Social Security anymore. That sounds like some NWO level. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, I, that's what I think this is. I'm not saying it's fake. But there's some stuff that makes it look like it's a little, a little fishy. Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying it is. See, before it got close to me, I was saying fake. Bullshit. Now it's in my state, and now I'm like, okay, eh, I don't know. <laughs> like, I still want to think it's fake. I still want to think it's the flu, but now I'm, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, because not, well, uh, Dr. Lee died, but he was only 34 years old. He was born in 1986, dude. You know that? Yeah, that's a little strange, because typically someone that age is not going to die from this. Right. Which so did he did he die from it? Did he die from it? Is the big <laughs> question. <laughs> a little fishy. They had that article written up the day before. Also, wasn't he on some sort of respirator, and then his blood oxygen dropped to eighty five percent or whatever? It's not supposed to do that. Well, they just they just cranking that 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 thing down. <laughs> it's getting less and less oxygen, man. I heard a theory. I can't remember. This was probably on Reddit because I've been all over Reddit. <laughs> I've seen so many things. But there was a theory that this was created for the U.S. as a bio, I don't know, biochemical, bioterrorism. Yeah, bioweapon, bioterrorism. Yeah, bio, yeah. yeah. They were going to attack the U.S. with it. They had a little flub up. <laughs> <laughs> it got out before they wanted it to. <laughs> so what? Somebody just, they grabbed it, and the messenger on the bike was like, cha-ching, uh, off we go, and he wrecked, and <laughs> that sounds like a Hit a bottle and just. <laughs> it sounds like some World War Z stuff. He, like, flips over the handlebars, he lands, he sees the vial going, he's like, no, but he it just out of his hand. <laughs> and he's like, hmm, I got something in my eye, I think I've got glaucoma, I better go see this Dr. Lee guy. <laughs> I was trying to think how I could tie it into the <laughs> glaucoma guy. <laughs> it wasn't even glaucoma. It turns out it was just glass shards in his eyes. <laughs> but he waited a week before he went, and then he got the uh, he got symptoms. But dude, what if? So I I started. What if it is engineered? And I started going down that that road. What if it was engineered? And mm-hmm. uh, we are not obviously we're not the only people that there's a number of people that believe. It was engineered in such a way that it can spread its stuff like HIV, like AIDS. There, the theory goes that it has a little bit of a little bit of an AIDS gene. It's got a little mm-hmm. bit of a SARS gene in there, and of course, it's the flu. But it's the AIDS virus envelope gene or envelope gene. So the video I watched of it was the what they did with the AIDS gene is they the way the AIDS works is it has these it attaches itself to good cells and then while it's attached to the good cells the the stuff that is the AIDS inside this this envelope gene the AIDS is inside of it and then it releases the whatever the AIDS is inside the inside the cell 
and then it goes on and then it'll infect more and more. It'll reproduce the AIDS stuff from inside this. That's why they couldn't get the AIDS for such a long time. So what they did for this particular thing is they took the took the envelope that AIDS was living in, took the AIDS out, put in a little SARS, and they put in a little coronavirus, and let it loose. Why? <laughs> so it's like a little mosquito? It, like, goes up to a cell, like, pokes its little fucking needle thing in, injects yeah. a little bit in there, and then goes off somewhere else? Yep, yep, exactly. Proboscis goes right in there, injects a little a little NCOV, little COVID-19 in there, moves on, hits another one. Whoa. So that doesn't just happen in nature. It doesn't, it doesn't happen. That had to be engineered. They had to make why? that. Why did they have to make it? Yeah, why can't it be? Why can't it happen in nature? Nature, one of the ages there, man. Oh. That's my answer. <laughs> oh. I I didn't know if you saw something. No. Who put the straw in the strawberry? Nature did. <laughs> Who put the A's in the envelope? Nature did. What came first, the color orange or the the fruit orange? <laughs> nature did. Nature. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, whew, it's weird. And then what is the other guy who also believes it's fake? Who? Uh, Dr. Horowitz? Yeah, guy. Dr. Leonard G. Horowitz? Mm. He, he's the one. I found the video where he is the one. I mean, it was a conference for people, but that Event 201 thing, did you look that up? Oh, no. I got busy with the kids after school. and He made a video of him talking about that stuff in Event 201. See, in October, before all this went down, uh... A bunch of powers that be, they got together, and they were like, okay, what if we have a, a big old pandemic? What are we going to do? Bill Gates and his wife were there. They're oh. like, okay, this, <laughs> this is what we're going to do. They outlined everything. Blah, blah, blah. This, this is what's going to have to happen. We're going to have to shut, shut things down and no more public events because the government's going to act like this, and we're going to lose profits, and this is what the... Stock market's going to do. Everything happened. The stock market is not exactly the way they talked about it in their little conference. But, I mean, you can only do so much. And this happened when? October 19. Or 2019. Hmm. Or October 18th, 2019. It was in New York. The exercise illustrates areas where public-slash-private partnerships will be necessary during the response to a severe pandemic in order to diminish large-scale economic and societal consequences it's so weird it's almost like they knew it was coming oh crazy right that's so weird this happened do that to us oh no see some some of this stuff is speculation the coronavirus the covid19 actually happened it actually spreads the way we talked about event 201 actually happened uh big powers that be were there maybe some of the stuff we talked about like uh the horowitz stuff wasn't engineered that's a tough Mm. call that's yeah. a tough call, but I mean, there's a lot of things in place that, eh, what if something happened? And they're like, well, and this is this and this and this. All this stuff will probably happen. Fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> Hit the button. Yeah. Send the- Meanwhile, they sell all their stocks. They rake in. Stock market <laughs> crashes. Yep. Unbelievable. Dude. Event 201, a global, pand- global pandemic exercise. There's also some stuff that. Bill Gates and his wife invested in a company 
who have who own the patent for coronavirus. What do you mean the patent for coronavirus? <clears throat> oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. You can patent diseases. What? What? Yeah. Because yeah, you can patent you them. Can make them? No, they when they patent them, then when a cure or a vaccine comes out, you make money off of every little, off of every vaccine. Seems it doesn't l- seem like that should be allowed, right? N- no, that seems, well, I was going to say a little shady, but that's shady as hell. Yeah. Yeah. But like we said, coronavirus is, there's a, there's a ton of different ones. Yeah, it's just a big blanket statement. Like, there's a ton of different cancers. Yeah, so we're not, well, we're not saying anything. I'm saying this. I'm not saying that Bill Gates and his wife help fund coronavirus or, you know, they have the the patent for this COVID-19, but they funded a company who owns a patent on coronavirus. Whatever that means to you, I don't know. Just seems a little weird to me. So no matter what, if it was a pandemic for coronavirus, <laughs> they're making money anyway. Well, I don't know because they're not, there's no cure for it. Yet. Okay. Well, I mean, that's what we're told anyway. Do you hear about that group in San Diego? No. What was that? It was a, I think it was a small group of researchers. They got sent coronavirus Came up with a cure for it in three hours. What? Three hours. Cure. Boom. Done. A complete vaccination for it. Yeah. So, why would it take other people so long? 18 months. Why is there no cure for it right now? Why is there no cure out there right now? Because they want to see, they're like, yeah, let's just see how it plays out, you know? Yeah, this is this is not a war, but in the traditional sense... But this is something something way different that affects the entire globe at the same time. This is a government war against their citizens. <laughs> yeah. I mean, doesn't it feel like that? It feels like they they hold all the power. Yeah. They're the ones that are saying, don't do public events. Yeah. What if you do? Are they going to shut you down? You might get corona, dude. You might get the coronavirus. You <laughs> might get COVID-19. Not that. But f- there's what, but flu. But flu. Yeah. This is one they can control. Flu, they don't talk about. They can't control it. They can't tax it. Well, not really. No, the, honestly, they probably have a cure for that, too. There's superhumans someplace that just don't get infected with anything. Yeah. It, well, I don't know, man. This, uh, so, we mentioned this Horowitz guy, right? Yeah. Uh, he wrote, I guess, oh, no, no, no. President Trump's director of the Office of Science and Technology Policy... Okay. That's a mouthful, I know. Mm-hmm. Kelvin K. Drogemeyer wrote to the National Academy of Sciences president, Dr. Marsha McNutt. <laughs> I know, I'm such a kid. <laughs> on, on February 3rd, 2020, to probe the origin of the 2019 coronavirus. The official request prompted public health emerging disease expert, Dr. Leonard G. Horowitz, to file an intelligence memorandum evidencing the laboratory creation of the pandemic and accusing the media and commercial partners of criminal complicity and bioterrorism. Oh, shit. Yeah. It, it's pretty weird. It says, this goes on to say, this is on medicalveritas.org. Okay. Uh, 
Neglected by the fake news media, director Drogmeyer requested the National Academy of Science, NAS, scientists provide a rapid response assessment that would help determine the origins of 2019-2019 NCOV, specifically from an evolutionary structural biology standpoint. And then Horowitz, I guess he must have wrote this to Trump or he wrote it to... I guess back to this guy or whatever. He says, Unfortunately, without addressing the liabilities, your administration may be hoodwinked, undermined, and diverted from the true origin of this lab virus and appropriate preventative actions, unnecessarily increasing morbidity, mortality, and public anxiety. Yeah, that's... I mean, he's a public health emerging disease expert. He's an expert in diseases. And he's saying this stuff. Yeah, he's saying, yo, this is lab-made. He feels like it's obviously lab-made. Clearly. Yeah, I I mean... Clearly this doesn't happen in nature. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like he's like, look, I don't even have to look at this shit. I know. (laughs) You know? Damn, dude. I don't don't know what to feel. Are you going to go to public events? Do you go to public events now? Are you going to go see... I don't know what movie's coming out. Onward just came out. What? Onward. Oh, what is that? The, the weird magic troll movie? <laughs> is that what they are? Yep. Magic that's, trolls? That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Tom Holland and Chris Chris Pratt. Yeah, Chris Pratt's in it. Chris Rat. A crispy rat, huh? Are you going to go? And no. despite this COVID-19 epidemic, contagion even, Oh, I wouldn't go because because of this. Oh, you're going to go. I wouldn't not go because of this. I would just not go because I don't want to go. <laughs> I hate the movies, dude. I hate going to the movies. You just went to see Sonic a couple weeks ago. I, I did not want to do that. Why? <laughs> I, didn't want, I don't like going to the movies. Why? It's expensive. It's expensive as uh, hell. Yeah, expensive. Then you're sitting there and your son says, I got to pee. And I'm like, well, sh- shit, dude, I can't pause this. <laughs> yeah. You can pause it at home. Right. We're going to miss 10 minutes of it. Yeah, I can kick back at home with my shoes off, pants off if I want. Oh. Sit there in my underwear watching Sonic. <laughs> That's inappropriate around the kids, but I can Watch do it Sonic. by myself. <laughs> Watch a Sonic. In my underwear. Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Who did? Ho- Not me. Oh. No stool samples here. Horowitz says, talks about this being an AIDS virus. It's got a little. It's got a little A's in it, just little A's. Yeah, he said it was mutated in a BSL three slash four lab, and engineered to include the AIDS virus envelope, envelope, whatever you said, gene, and the SARS virus middle fragment, verifying its unnatural origin. Oh, he said it. Yeah. Oh shit, Horowitz is on it. Yeah. <laughs> he recommended renaming the virus. 2019 NCOV slash HIV slash SARS. Oh, that's not going to make anybody upset. (laughs) (laughs) And warned that neglecting this scientific evidence, and this is quotes, invites additional releases, may hamper efforts to develop cures, and cause more diseases and... Great. He went to Harvard, dude. He's a Harvard-trained expert in emerging diseases and media communications. What? That's a little weird. Why media... Fake news. He's fake news? I don't know, man. Maybe. He's been heavily persecuted, defamed, and censored. Sounds like he's uh, coming close to 
Suicided? No. Oh. Alex Jones? Yes, him. That's the guy. Look, do you find it a little fishy? He got a, uh, what was it, a DWI? He's in jail for a DWI. Alex Jones? Yeah. I think that's what it was. Really? He's in jail. Yeah, he got, he got arrested for a DWI. Right around the time that this thing is really popping off, dude. Oh, really? That is interesting. So they didn't want him spreading all this. They didn't want him telling the truth, bro. Oh, Look, I don't necessarily trust Alex Jones, but I, I don't know. I'm getting to the point where it's getting a little, like, maybe? maybe? Yeah, I don't... I'm not exactly sure how to take Alex Jones. No. I think he started off doing what we are doing, basically. Just telling the people what he thinks and what he knows and all that. And then I don't want to call him a shill. Because I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't say he's a shill. I wouldn't say he, the CIA or anybody got to him. But I think right now he's more interested in making money off of his bullshit supplements. Yeah. I guess that's my hang-up. One of them, anyway, with this dude. He's a little I kooky. Mean, he's, a little, he's just a little too kooky. If he's a little... Just tone it down a little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. Because I, I kind of like his energy. I like his <laughs> insanity. But he does have to tune it down, turn it down a little bit. Did you hear when he was on with Joe Rogan and Eddie Bravo recently? Not recently, but... No, I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, he got... I mean, they they got a little drunk... And he got a little, like, he just, he kept saying, choke me out, Eddie, choke me out. <laughs> like, telling Eddie Bravo to choke him out. It was just, it was crazy. Like, he just, I don't know. He's. Yeah, but he would be on top of this. With his craziness. Oh, yeah. He would be on top of it, man. So what do you think? Was it developed in a lab? Did somebody uh, go a little bat soup crazy? See what it did there? Not just bat shake yeah. crazy, bat soup crazy. <laughs> You know, I would say, yeah, developed in a lab. For what purpose? I got two ideas. Well, I guess I got three ideas. I would say it's either China trying to put it out there to quarantine their citizens to stop the riots and protests and all that. I could see it being China trying. That sounds pretty good. Like it's not too over the top. Out of control, crazy. Yeah, but then maybe it was a little more dangerous than they thought, and they're like, "Oh shit!" Oh, we didn't do it. We didn't do it. He yeah. didn't. He didn't even tell us about it. Yeah, <laughs> I could see it being China, meaning to send it to us, and the biker tripped. Yeah, screwing up. Or I could see it being Russia. Ooh, I mean, Russia. How many cases are in Russia? Very little, right? Yes, very little. Why? I mean, is it too cold in Russia? I don't know. Maybe it's the vodka. Maybe man. the virus. Maybe the well, I mean, maybe the virus just can't survive there very well. It needs to evolve. Yeah. You're, did you play play gank at all? Yeah. Yeah, you need to evolve the the climate thing. Yeah, I used to love that game. Here we now go. Now I don't know. I don't know if I'd like it so much now. <laughs> when it start, when the virus started to get a little bit bigger, I started playing it, and a lot of the headlines are like exactly the headlines that we're reading now. Seriously. Yeah. President, you ever think president does this? All the ports did, are closed. Like what? Yeah, it, it was a great game. Did you ever think when you were playing it though? Am I developing a virus for the <laughs> the military, this and they're just movie. watching me play this? Mm, no, that one. <laughs> that was real successful. That was a good one. 
Yeah. Maybe we should evolve it like that. Yeah, let's make it. All right, my map's working again. So, right now, there were R28 confirmed cases. 28. That's it. And all of Russia. Come on, man. And three have recovered. Unless they're just not, unless they're just not reporting everything. Which is entirely possible. Right. So in the, I mean, in the entire world right now, 128,343 confirmed cases. But 68,324 total recovered in the world. Yeah, so I guess the thing to take away from this is don't let the fear-mongering completely cripple your life. No. There's a good chance if you get it, I mean, as long as you're not already on your deathbed there's a good chance you're gonna survive this yeah people freaking out over this let's calm down let's relax right people die from the no yeah nobody gives a shit about the people who die from the flu right this one's pretty aggressive yeah but the flu there's all kinds of levels of flu well the flu is every year people are dying from that right that's why there's a consistent flu vaccine yeah and this is new. It's a little aggressive, and I mean, if it's real, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think about it? What do you, is it real or what? I don't, I'm leaning into the whole engineered thing. I feel yeah. like it was engineered, and there was an oopsie. Yeah. There was an oopsie, and the, there was engineering, and there was an oopsie. It wasn't supposed to be like this, but this is the way it happened. And then whoever whoever dropped the vial, or the guy who handed the vial off. They're taking some notes. Well, I mean, ironically, like you said in another episode, coronavirus goes well with Lyme's disease, and I'm pretty sure Lyme's disease was an oopsie, too, from Plum Island. We should get into that. Plum Island? Yep. Yeah. We talked about it. We tried. That was some heavy research. <laughs> yeah. According to my map, there's 1,663 confirmed cases. Man, why was I so off? 40 of them were deaths, or, or have, have been deaths, and 12 total have recovered. California, six recovered in California, two in Illinois, one in Arizona, one Massachusetts, one in Washington, and one in Wisconsin. The deaths are, well, there was actually a death in New Jersey. That's pretty close to home. Mm, yeah. Tom Hanks has it. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Tom Hanks and uh, his wife. Yeah. They're going to be all right. They're young-ish. Tom Hanks? He's fine. He's fine. Isn't he? I don't know. Don't kill T, don't kill T. Hanks. Well, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> China did it. Look, I mean, oh, God. Oh, God. They'll kill me now. <laughs> he was suicided by China. Yikes. Just a chopstick in the temple. <laughs> They've got uh, sleeper agents just waiting to hear. <laughs> did we do it? Got anything else on this? I'm definitely going to share the uh, link for this map. This map is pretty informative. They keep it up to date. And a bunch of the CDC stuff, I think we should. Yeah. And, of course, the uh, everything that it takes it a turn to that crazy conspiracy stuff. There's a lot of conspiracies on this. I just clicked on the thing for China alone. 80,932 confirmed cases in China. 62,901 have recovered. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, although, I mean, it's a low number, but it's still bad. 3,172 total deaths. Yeah, that's 
I mean, they're, they're not even trying to bury people anymore. They're just cremating them. It's messed up. I cannot imagine that. Something hit the shores of the U.S. and then, dude, our parents. Stuff went down with our parents. Whew. That would hurt. I'm, I don't know if a China is emotionally prepared for that, but I know I am not. No. <laughs> no. No. Well, I think that's it, right? Good Lord, this second half was long, dude. Just as long as the first half. No. Oh. All right. Uh, hey, tell us what you think. Do have you been affected by the coronavirus? Yeah, I mean, not. I mean, you don't have to be the one who had it, but yeah, has, has your life been affected by this in some way? Tell us about it. Bring on the weird at gmail dot com, Twitter, uh, Facebook. We're on Facebook. Messages anywhere. Yeah. You want to listen to more episodes? Where can they do that? To more episodes? Not of this, but bring on the weird in general. Oh, you can listen to us anywhere. Apple, Spotify. What else is there? Stitcher. I don't know. iHeartRadio, Pandora. Yeah, yeah. Sign up for Patreon if you want ad-free, promo-free episodes. And the other thing, our merch store. MyConspiracyTees.com slash bring on the weird. Working on another little design. Gonna be a good one. Oh, yeah, it is. All right. With that, stay weird, world. We'll see you guys next time. In a world of utter randomness, one podcast stood up from the bunch. And it was The Amazing World of Talking Shiz. <laughs> Sorry, I had to clear my throat there. Um, yeah, it's just mainly randomness. And focus is definitely not being not focused there. on at all. No. Uh, our podcast is definitely um, no theme at all. It's literally random and talk about literally everything and throwing in random jokes at any given time. Yeah. We're on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. And- so go ahead, tune in. New episodes weekly. And we're international international very very well so tune in follow us on twitter see you there